You're listening to KSQD Santa Cruz at 90.7 FM. I'm Emily. I'm Ben. We're part of Your Future is Our Business, which is a Santa Cruz County nonprofit that helps students ages 10 to 18 explore careers by connecting them to adults through programs such as college and career expos, career panels, and other work-based learning activities. You're listening to our show, What to Be, where we interview and highlight the career journeys of inspirational people in Santa Cruz County. If you've ever thought, hmm, how did they get that job? Or what is that job really like? Then keep on listening. We would like to remind listeners that the views and opinions expressed in this program do not necessarily represent or reflect those of Natural Bridges Media or Your Future is Our Business. Please note that information provided during this program does not reflect this career in its entirety. Today we're joined by uh, Darren Pound. Thank you for being here today. Thank you for having me. And uh, Darren is a managing director at Dream In. Did I get that right? Yes. All right, perfect. (laughs) And uh, can you tell us, please, uh, how you got into that and uh, exactly what uh, what you do as a as a managing director? Wonderful. Well, first of all, I started uh, in the hotel and restaurant business um, about thirty two years ago. My first job was actually uh, slinging pizza (laughs) in uh, in Canada, and that's where I first was first started as a summer job. I grew up on a dairy farm, uh, northern Canada. Uh, and fell in love with hotels and through my high school uh, was uh, every winter my mom and dad went away for a weekend to the uh, Four Seasons in Edmonton and really got the taste of of wanting to be a hotelier and uh, through my yearbooks all through high school I wanted to be as they say in French a maitre d' de hotel mm-hmm. and I really wanted to explore that lifestyle and career and that's why I went to hotel school and started out in my career in food and beverage and worked uh, many many different jobs in food and beverage and got to travel a lot and then in uh, 1998 I had an opportunity to move to the United States and work for the Ritz-Carlton Hotel Company oh, wow. at the Ritz-Carlton <laughs> Laguna Niguel. Uh, spent ten, 10 wonderful years there, uh, really understanding quality and a high-end resort experience. Got to meet many wonderful guests from all over the world that would travel into the hotel. Uh, from from there, uh, you know, we just I was blessed with the opportunity of opening hotels around the world um, as a as a trainer. So I'd go in for two or three weeks and help uh, train the new staffs and get the hotel open on time. Uh, and also was sent out as a task force uh, food and beverage director, being able to go out to the different hotels and help them right size or get their food and beverage operations back on track. And those travels, you know, took me to Hong Kong and to Jamaica, um, and so some really wonderful experiences. And uh, what kind of things are you doing exactly to get like uh, the food back on track uh, per se? Um, usually it's identifying the restaurants and going back to what we call in the business a concept brief or your marketing plan. A lot of restaurants go off their marketing plan. They started, they say, for example, we'll be an Italian restaurant and then, you know, a month later from the different outside influences, whether it's a chef, suddenly there's like a French item on there or something that's just not part of the brand and that gets them kind of just got to get everybody back in line and just you know do do what we said we were going to uh, set out to do um, and now I've been here at the Dream Inn uh, it'll be three years in September as, mm-hmm. uh, as the general manager and managing director of the hotel uh, when I first arrived I went into a seven million dollar room renovation and lobby in all public space um, and then this past uh, quarter one of 2019, we just renovated the Jack O'Neill restaurant mm-hmm. and lounge. Uh, and what kind of education or training did you have? 
I <clears throat> I did a two-year hotel restaurant management program in uh, college in Canada. So that was the, the first step? That was my first step. And, yes. and from there, how did you kind of climb the ladder to where you are? The, the hotel business, uh, it's a ground ground up. So yeah, you really right. start with entry level supervisor yeah. positions and move up to a department head uh, and then to a division head and then uh, director of operations or an assistant general manager position and that really readies you uh, to become and run your own um, uh, hotel or asset for an owner. Mm -hmm. Okay. And what's like a typical day or week like if you have one? In our business, it's it's not typical. You know, when we're dealing with a busy hotel and and mm -hmm. a lot of guests, I mean, we have 165 guest rooms at the Dream Inn, and you know, we're a family-based hotel, so you can have four or five hundred uh, individuals mm -hmm. and, and, and guests in your hotel. So not every day is the same. And, and and is that what kind of charms you about the business that it's just sweeping with all these different you know yes <clears throat> characters and. It's 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 fun talking to our guests uh, and 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 all of our associates. So, my day typically starts in the morning. Um, I, I I wake up in the morning, put on a pot of coffee. I read through the security reports from the night prior to see if there's any incidents that need immediate attention, or any guest incidents that happened on the overnight shift. Because we are a 24 hour, seven day, 365 day business. There's there's no downtime. It's, so, sorry. Did you, did you have anything more to say, or did I cut you off there? Uh, no, I can I can walk through the rest of my day if you'd like. Oh, Neil, I just wanted to ask. Um, I'm sorry, I just wanted to ask. Uh, let's see, I just lost the question. Sorry, uh, I had a little fumble there. Um, essentially, oh my gosh, it was a really good question too. I'm sorry. Uh, if you want to, yeah, take over. Um, what skills or qualities are like the most important for your job, and you look for when hiring? employees as as a leader in, in the hotel and, and all my leaders the, the 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 number one thing you need to focus on is your interpersonal skills mm -hmm. and how to deal with people mm -hmm. because you're leading a group of individuals you're leading them whether you're a department restaurant manager or a food and beverage director you have to be able to communicate communicate effectively and deal with the daily trials and tributes of running a hotel um, what I look for for hiring employees, number one thing, good, honest, and real. I can teach you anything else. I can teach you to open a bottle of wine. I can teach you to bust a table. I can teach you how to cook. I can't teach you to be honest, and I can't teach you to be a good person. That's a great answer. Yeah. And I'm, I'm sorry, the question I wanted to ask you uh, was, so when you were talking about the, you know, 24-7, 365, kind of schedule uh, what kind of schedule is that like for you are you kind of like on call sometimes or like my typical week is I, I work Monday to Friday I do come in uh, come in on some Saturdays when we're busy or if we have special functions and typically the weekends are busy okay. um, you know with today's technology I can read the, the reports we can phone in if there's any questions you know we have layers of leadership so you know there's always a senior leader every day at the hotel that could handle any day-to-day -day issues if they arose and if there was something major um, you know, I'm expected to be there within, you know, within the hour. Right. Mm -hmm. okay. And what kind of environment do you work in or what kind of people do you work with? I have an amazing team. Uh, we, 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 we call ourselves passionately the dream team uh, <laughs> because, of, of course, being of the dream in. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. But we have a wonderful team um, from, from the culinarians to the, the housekeeping 
associates. Uh, you know, we, we, we try to have fun at work. Uh, you know, some of the tasks and some of the jobs performed in the hotel aren't the most glorious, uh, but we try to make uh, uh, make fun and, and, and have fun at work and enjoy it and, and do special things for our team members. Mm-hmm. Um, like today, uh, actually we do it every Friday. Uh, it's called our happy hour uh, <laughs> in Friday afternoons because it's one of the busiest days where we're emptying the hotel from the business week and we're filling it back up for the weekend uh, travelers coming in and it's a big turn and everyone has to work really hard on a Friday to get the, the hotel ready for the weekend. And so we do an associate happy hour. Um, and so I think last week, you know, we had nice cold Gatorades and, <laughs> and uh, the, the, the favorite is the, is the chili uh, cheese fries day where you get to make your own little bowls of, of that. <laughs> and uh, the associates just, just like the, the, the recognition and our leaders take turns uh, sitting down there and just saying thank you. A lot of times we forget and, yeah. you know, leaders need to say thank you more often because mm-hmm. people people need it, need to be recognized. Agreed. And uh, for those who are just tuning in, you're listening to What to Be at KSQD 90.7 FM Santa Cruz. I'm Ben, and I'm joined by our other host, Emily, and we're speaking with Darren Pound and learning about their journey to becoming a managing director. And how would you say that the hotel industry has changed since you first started working in it? You know, I think the... The, the hotel industry hasn't changed a lot in 50 years of, of its core values. You're, you're coming to the hotel to get a good night's rest and to have an experience. That really hasn't changed a lot. Where technology has helped us just refine that. There's programs out there that have guest profiles, so we know you know, Mr. Smith is coming in that he's maybe stayed at one of our fellow or sister properties last week and he likes red wine mm. or he likes being on a high floor. So those kind of technologies have made us made us better. We use a program that we can do any of the maintenance requests um, through through iPhones and iTouches so that um, it's it's seamless those days of having the you know the radios blaring and the maintenance guy going walking down the <laughs> corridor with the the jailer keys and is <laughs> has to yeah. has to be done yeah. and so now we're using technology for that so we can track it we can look and mm-hmm. look at rooms and say okay do you know what we've had five plumbing issues in room 427 in the last six months so we got a problem so mm-hmm. we can really dive into some of that where it would be a lot more difficult in years past to do that. So and make it more like personal for the guest as well. Right, they can text us. So they have oh, a platform wow. with that that they can actually text text us if they they require things. You know, we're in a world where mm-hmm. people are communicating less and less verbally. Yeah. Uh, but in our in our business, our hotel business, it's so much of the personal experience because that's what people come for and and look at in a hotel and rate it and they look at the value. It's that service and. And we use a term at, at the Dream Inn is we want to, our, our job is to pamper our guests. And, and how, do you, how do you pamper someone? And, and really, we, we really focus on that. And um, can you maybe tell us about the more stressful aspects of the job and how you handle that? You know, for me personally, the, the big stresses are um, ensuring that all my associates have work. Okay. I have over 200 associates that work at the hotel. I lose sleep if we have to cut shifts, you know, have to cut schedules because we didn't have the business we thought. So really, uh, I'm very compassionate and, and it bothers me I lose sleep at night. Um, you know, when, when we slow down, 
um, or don't maintain our business volumes. And that's probably the biggest thing. And then, you know, making sure that our sales department has the tools and the resources to go out there and sell the hotel and be creative and sell it and making sure that all the all of our booking channels are operating correctly mm-hmm. so we can and, fill the hotel. And speaking of like fluctuations throughout the year, how does the busy season or down season affect how you manage the hotel? You know, we, um, the hotel slows down um, kind of the first of November right through to um, the end of January, you know, the season changes, the weather changes, people are, you know, going to the beach in December <laughs> mm-hmm. isn't as, you know, uh, isn't as, as nice as it is in the summer, although we do have a lot of people that come out because the surfing's yeah. a lot better in the, <laughs> in the winter months. Uh, you know, so you switch from more of a leisure guest to the business uh, group guest. So we have a lot of guest, uh, companies from Silicon Valley that come over, they do their retreats, they do their managed leadership meetings, their employee meetings. Uh, to charge the batteries, so we stay busy. Uh, you know, we have uh, we have a good problem. We stay busy pretty well all year round, which is That's good. Not a bad problem. <laughs> not a bad problem. Definitely. And uh, is there any advice maybe that you've received or or that you've given even that you kind of use as a like maybe like a motto for this job or something that that's really helped you? Yes, uh, I learned this uh, my Ritz Carlton days, um, and I had the I had the opportunity the Ritz Carlton. Uh, applied and and received the Malcolm Baldridge Award when I was working for the company and that's the national it's a national quality award and we we're the first hotel company to ever win that and it, what really was the striking is is it's it's all process driven so if you if you identify your expected outcome no matter what the service is it's how how do you carefully document that how do you do a, a policy and procedure or train to that expected outcome. And that's what I really learned um, from there. And, and, and I use it all the time and it's one of our yearly goals is back to the basics um, where let's step, take a step back. Let's be good before we're fancy, mm-hmm. okay? Fancy, you can mess, mess things up. But, you know, I say to my chef and my food and beverage director, hot food caught, cold food cold. And if you can do that to every single plate, <laughs> you are gonna be the best restaurant in town because okay. it's such a simple concept, but it's difficult to execute. And um, could you, speaking of advice earlier, uh, could you give advice to someone who's potentially interested in this kind of career? My advice is, make sh- if you are truly interested in it, in the hotel and restaurant business, uh, get, get some post-secondary education. Go to a hotel school where you can learn those sides of it, or at least at least do some business courses that really um, refine um, your business skills and business set. A lot of, of the success and, and the, the further you want to move up the, the career ladder in the hotel business, you're running someone's asset. We're running you know, a multi-million dollar hotel. Um, and really understand at the end of the day, it's the finances and understanding how the finances work um, and ensuring that you can be profitable because, you know, we're a for-profit yeah. business. And, mm-hmm. and like I said before, you know, making sure that you can make your payroll and making sure that your employees are continue to be working. And um, I, you mentioned uh, hotel school a couple of times. And I was curious, uh, is that um, like similar to trade school in terms of, of length or... 
Um, <clears throat> there's there's pro different programs around the world. I know that there's a, there's a wonderful, um, I think it's a four year uh, program at uh, University of Las Vegas. That's one of the bigger hotel schools uh -huh. in the country. You said a four year program. I think it's a four year program. Wow. <clears throat> there's one in New York. I wow. know there's one in Toronto called Ryerson. Uh, and then there's the inter there's a lot of uh, very well established um, international hotel schools. Some of the best are, of course, in uh, France and Switzerland. Uh, the one in Lucerne is one of the top uh, hotel schools in, in the world. Have you met many European um, hotel hoteliers? Is that the correct word? Yes. Yeah, so when I worked for Ritz Carlton, we also uh, a, a lot of us were uh, all um, uh, you know from from different uh, cultures around the world. Um, that that work together, um, and then every uh, every every year we would hire some uh, some J one visas, and so we'd go and interview or Skype uh, from Lucerne and get some of the top students to come and work eighteen months at the hotel uh, entry level supervisor position. So you've got some of the brightest, um, uh, you know, kids kids yeah. that are just starting their <laughs> career out there and. Uh, just it was it was an added a wonderful touch uh, to a, multi, a very diverse uh, workforce at the mm -hmm. at the hotel. And do you have any interesting stories related to the hotel industry or your job? Uh, through my <clears throat> through my career, um, you know we're in a we're in a people business, uh, so you know uh, people get locked out of the rooms, <laughs> putting the room service tray out. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they have robes, sometimes they don't have robes. Sometimes <laughs> they're very embarrassed. Right. Uh, you know, those are the those are the the, the fun ones. Uh, you know, I've had a pleasure over my career to meet some some wonderful wonderful people. Uh, I've had the pleasure of meeting uh, you know doing a private dinner and and Margaret Thatcher staying with us. Um, uh, Prince I've met Princess Diana over the oh, years. Wow. I've met probably four presidents, uh, oh, many wow. prime ministers. Uh, a long long time ago, I was off. Uh, um, you know, we get a lot of <clears throat> rock bands that came through and they all stayed at our hotels. So, you know, met Mick Jagger and then oh, wow. Keith Richards from the Stones and some wonderful stories. Do you get a lot of like international guests at your hotel? Um, Santa Cruz focuses uh, on marketing to uh, China and also to Germany and the UK. Those are three good markets that, that really uh, like Santa Cruz. Uh, and they've got flights coming into San Jose. Um, so we see some. Some are tours that come in, and depending on the price point, they may or may not uh, stay with us here at the Dream Inn. But Santa Cruz is becoming a, a uh, definitely with the UK and Germany. Uh, because of the all the outdoor activities, mm -hmm. um, that it's just a, a real great spot, and you know I definitely see a lot of international uh, guests in the fall and the winter that are staying at the hotels. You know, mm -hmm. the, the group speaking speaking Italian at the at the uh. table or <laughs> German, and mm -hmm. it's fun. It's fun, and they, you know the big maps out at the table. It gives a dead <laughs> giveaway. So. Mm -hmm. For those who are just tuning in, you're listening to What to Be at KSQD 90.7 FM Santa Cruz. I'm Ben, and I'm joined by Emily. We're speaking with Darren Pound and learning about their journey to becoming a managing director. We would like to remind listeners that the views and opinions expressed in this program do not necessarily represent or reflect those of Natural Bridges Media or your future as our business. Information provided during this program does not necessarily reflect this career in its entirety. And how do hotels in Santa Cruz differentiate themselves from each other? Um, if if you if you look around town, you've got so many different hotels from the motels 
uh, in different areas. You know, we've got some new hotels that just came up. We've got the Hyatt Place that just just opened up. Uh, uh, you've got the the beautiful resort of Chaminade. You've got Seascape in the county. Um, you know, they're all different. They're they're all different, and it's it's a very unique setting. It's not like if you were in San Jose, where you've got in downtown San Jose, you've got the Marriott, the Weston, and they're just skyscrapers right. with mm -hmm. six or seven hundred rooms. And the Dream Inn, when we, re we did the remodel, uh, you know, the hotel was built in 1963. Uh, and it's actually the, where the restaurant sits is where Jack O'Neill started his first surf shop. Um, he actually had to move it when uh, the hotel was built in 1963. We added the tower in uh, 1972, the tower portion of it. And, you know, if you walk through the lobby of the Dream Inn, it's very themed to Santa Cruz and to the surf culture of where it all started. Um, you know, Cowles Beach, before it was called Cowles Beach, was Boys Town because of Jack O'Neill and, and all his boys, buddies that hung out there. So when you see the surfboards, and you'll see the history of the surfboards through the lobby, you'll see a 1950s jukebox. So it's really, every hotel here does a very good job of just taking its identity and just and, and just keeping true to its identity. Mm -hmm. Not just like a cookie cutter hotel, each one. Correct. Right, and that's kind of the thing about Santa Cruz too, yeah. even the restaurants, it's like they're all, yeah, very unique in their own way. There's only maybe a couple of chains. Yeah. Yeah, it's nice to have that. Mm -hmm. And um, I wanted to ask also, um, how do you maintain a good like work and life balance? Um, I didn't do a good job for many years. Mm -hmm. I worked six, six and a half days a week, um, 12, 14 hours a day. And, um, I have kids now, so there's uh, that, that helps, it has, has a nice balance. So I learned now that, you know, in the, in the last number of years that, you know, there's a time to, to shut it down, to shut off the phone. If it's an emergency, call me uh, I don't need to respond to every email on my days off within you know 10 minutes and be glued to it and and really um, you know if, if I set that example it sets the examples to the leaders and their life balance is better and it just has overall happier employees mm -hmm. and that's one of our main goals is to be the best place to work in Santa Cruz mm -hmm. that's one of the goals and is there anything that you wish you had known before you started out in this industry um, probably a couple things. Um, made a lot of mistakes early in my career of being a manager, not being a leader. And there's a big difference mm -hmm. in that. And one of the main, and I just finished a lunch with new, uh, some of my new leaders that have just joined the hotel or were just promoted. And I stressed to them that when it comes to leading your employees, focus on your top performers. That needs to be 90% of your time and manage the 10% of your poor performers because you're not going to get your poor performers to move up to anywhere near that. And a lot of man young managers make that mistake. They're going to focus on this. Don't focus on this. Focus on your stars. Keep them happy. Keep them motivated. They will slowly change the culture and manage these people out of your organization. Yeah. I guess I never really thought of that because in my head, it's always you want to try to improve the people that aren't performing, but I guess that makes a lot more sense now that you said it. <laughs> and what is something that you've gained or learned from this job? 
improving my communication skills and my people skills mm -hmm. and really knowing how to read an associate to a guest and really how knowing how to deal with uh, all sorts of guests, happy guests, unhappy guests. How do you deal with um, unhappy versus happy guests? Yeah. Curious. It, it all depends on the situation. <clears throat> you know, there's there's so many things now that can happen in, in a hotel that are beyond your control. First and foremost is to sit down and listen and truly listen. And, you know, I always asked my leaders because I learned the hard ways, you know, take them off to a, to a corner, sit down at their level, take notes. Take notes is a really good way that really shows the guest you care. And listen, listen, and then figure out how to solve their problem. Don't, I always say in orientation, you know, the guest calls down and says, the toilet's plugged and the toilet's not working, right? That's a common thing that happens. Mm -hmm. Well, don't send a bottle of champagne up that you're just adding to the problem. Okay, fix the toilet. Yeah. Right, and then ensure that the toilet's fixed. But don't call the guest. Follow up with the maintenance department. Mm -hmm. Bob, did you fix the toilet in room 117? The guest shouldn't have to go through and, and confirm that it was fixed or not fixed. Mm -hmm. Right, right. You don't want to bring have to bring that to them. It's right, it's not their problem. We're here to pamper them. Mm -hmm. That's not pampering. And in your opinion, what makes the difference between like a one-star or four-star hotel? A uh, big increase on your credit card statement <laughs> when you get it in the mail. <clears throat> it's it's the service. Mm -hmm. And it's the service and the uh, furnishings in a guest room. It really comes down to that. Uh, and the higher you go up in the service stars and the better service, at a certain level between the four and the five stars, it comes down to people. Okay. You can have a five-star hotel with the most beautiful, expensive, imported Italian marble floors and vanities in the bathrooms and gold-plated faucets and, and all of that. But if you have rude and discourteous staff, it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter. You can have a four-star with the happiest employees and they're pampering you and you, we're in, we're in charge of making you feel how you feel mm -hmm. when you leave. And are there any last things you'd like to share with us? The hotel's a wonderful, uh, hotel business is a wonderful business to be in. You have to love people. You have to be prepared to work holidays when everyone else is off. Okay? Mm -hmm. When everyone else is off in the busy times, we're usually there working. Um, but on the other side, it's got a, it's a lot of really good benefits. The travel benefits, especially if you work for some of the larger organizations. I worked for Ritz-Carlton and Marriott for many years. You know, $50 associate stays in hotels around the world. I mean, those are pretty, some pretty mm -hmm. nice uh, benefits. <laughs> uh, discounts on food and beverage. And, you know, the associate stay program is one of the biggest benefits. Um, that we have for all of our associates. Okay. Well, um, do you have any resources you'd like to share, or um, you know, if you'd like to, to uh, check out our website at uh, dreamnsc.com, at uh, that's our link to the uh, hotel. You can book direct uh, from there. You can check out the Jack O'Neill uh, restaurant mm -hmm. and lounge. Right on. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much, Darren, for coming on. My pleasure. And thank you to all of our KSQD listeners for tuning into today's career story with your hosts, Emily and Ben, on our show, What to Be, with today's guest, Darren Pound, who is the General Manager and Managing Director for Dream in Santa Cruz. If you have any questions or would like to share your career story with us, send us an email at whattobe at ksqd.org. 
If you enjoyed our show, please join us again at 90.7 FM, KSQD Santa Cruz at 7 p.m. on Sundays or stream online at ksqd.org. Thank you for listening.